Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. It's hot. <clears throat> the world is heating up. And so are your questions. Heating up. Get some goose dust peppered on your questions. A lot of people are listening from other countries and you're like, it's fine over here. And a lot of people are listening from the East Coast where you actually are having seasons here in LA. What is it today? 135 degrees? Probably. Basically Fallujah. <laughs> it's really hot. Um, and every time I go outside and it's hot, I think... Oh my God, can you imagine if you're in the military carrying like 70 pounds of gear uh, like through a desert? We were in Afghanistan on a USO tour, obviously on a USO tour. I'm like, we were in Afghanistan on vacation and I met, I'll never forget this. It was at some FOB and I met this forward operating base. Okay. It's a military term Excuse that you may me. not be familiar with, unlike the rest of us. Uh, and there was, I met a soldier, there's a woman, she was... Like Venezuela, I remember she was Jewish and I was like, that's weird. Uh, American, but Venezuelan. She told me all these things anyway, tiny, like a little bit shorter than me carrying 70 pounds of gear and a gun. And she gave it to me to put on and I almost started crying. And she's just like, yes, this is just what I do. I love my country. And I was just like, I just the weight, mentally the weight of being a soldier, but physically, and it's the desert and it's the Middle East. And she was carrying that. And I was like, if I had to do this, for more than five seconds. I just, thank you to the troops. Thank you to anybody that does something that I can't do. People in mascot costumes, real hot in there. I was a mascot and it was hot, but- Oh yeah, you were what, you were I a was hornet? a hornet and I did it in Texas. Um, but you're having fun. In the military, it's maybe not as fun as like pepping up a crowd. <laughs> I feel like Kirsten Dunst was also a hornet. Cheerleader, maybe. I, I don't, Someone from Bring It On. I don't. Why does it always have to be? You're like, how can I insert either an opinion about a rant rant or I'm a female? I'm telling you, what you share with strong female wing. We did this. Um, there's a, a coalition called the Creative Coalition, and it's like a lot of writers, actors, producers, celebrities, and they get together, and it's all about charity. And I attended a virtual event the other night that was really well done. So you're on the Zoom call with like 130 people, some celebrities, some writers, some producers, and. Uh, that was the point of this. What were you just talking about? 
I oh, talked yes. about Kirsten Dunst. And we went into these breakout rooms where you kind of, it's you and like four other people and you kind of just get to know each other. So different people in different rooms. Some people I knew, some I didn't. And we played a game and they put four people's names, faces up on the board. And the question was for a prize, what do all four of these people have in common? And it was Betty, they weren't there. It was Betty White. They had better things to do. Lenny Kravitz, uh, Rachel Maddow, and Jeff Bezos. And my only guess was like, they're all secretly Jewish. And then somebody, the guy hosting was like, we're, we're all secretly Jewish. Uh, the answer is they'd all voiced characters on The Simpsons. I mean, three million people have voiced characters on The Simpsons. And I didn't even want the prize. And it turned out everybody got a prize. Welcome to America. What'd you get? It was like a jacket. That's cute. It's fine. Kick it. Okay. Underscore, underscore, HPM, underscore, underscore, underscore. Hello to Eliza, Emily, Smokey, Scotty, whitest, fluffiest, most biscuity Tian Fu. No one will ever find me because of my underscores. <laughs> I know a large portion of us basic white girl fans no. ask a lot of dating questions. Oh, no. yes. How often do you get questions about a six to seven month slump where you find yourself bored in your relationship? At first, I just mm. thought I wasn't clicking with the right guys and would break things off. But from the time I graduated college to now... 22 to 26, I'm noticing this trend a little more in my dating. Totally. Am I the only one out nope. there who can't seem to ditch the seventh month itch? Or is this more common than I think? Help me. Okay, listen to me. You're a lesbian. <laughs> and you, you explore it. Uh, no. no, in fact, I was that for a very long time. I was like, I have my boyfriends for about six months. Some of them you love, some of them you don't. It is, I believe it is totally normal. Because this is, these are formative dating years. And this is, you know, the difference between 22 and 26 is huge. That's recent grad versus like apartment owner. I think only in New York, you can own your apartment. Um, it's, you're just not even the same person. You're near in your thirties. It is totally normal because what that is, is get to know someone. Honeymoon phase is a little over and you don't know that it's worth sticking it out because you're still figuring yourself out. It's totally normal. You're not weird. Uh, those lengths will get longer. I, this marriage, this marriage is the longest relationship I've ever been in. For me, it was always about a year. I break it up with them because you're like, what am I fighting for? We're not married. I don't know that I love you. And one day you'll meet someone or you won't, but you'll meet someone where you're like, I want to keep going. And it, it's not always going to be like fireworks, passionate. Sometimes it's just like, yes, this is the, this is my sensible right choice. This is what makes sense. Um, or you're just like, I'm obsessed. I love you. Just keep in mind that like the ones that burn the brightest usually burn out. RIP Cardi B and Schmuffschmidt. <laughs> he never speaks. Do you ever notice that? I really couldn't. I don't know who he is or anything about Oh, this him. is how I feel when you talk about your movies. Uh, <laughs> that's her husband, Cardi B. Oh. Here, Here's a woman who like embodies uh, in theory what like every woman's supposed to love. Like I love strip clubs and, and other women and twerking and being sexual and Offset's like, I don't speak. Nah, I'm good. And he cheated on her, which has less to do. Like it does. The point is, ladies, be whatever you want to be, because some men are just not worth the fucking time. Good for. I hope she. I hope she ends up with like the hottest dude ever. Hmm. And I'm glad she divorced him. I keep up. I keep up with the word on the street. Hmm. Skirt. Kelly Pantier says, "What do you do?" Kelly Pantier. Panatier. Pan. No. No. Hayden Panatarium. <laughs> the Hayden Planetarium. Yes. Kelly Pantier. 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 I'm a Pantier. Pantiers, unite. Is it Pantier? P-A-N-T-I-E-R. Pantier. Mm. Aw, Panty. She probably gets that her whole life. 
a Pantier. We're the Pantiers. <laughs> what do you They're, do? It's a fetish group like the Three Musketeers, but for women's underwear. Oh. And that's what it is. That's what like she that's that. what her family is. That's probably what the question's about. Not quite. Panty time. What do you do to She's make She's just in her car like <laughs> I can't fucking I'm gonna change his last name. <laughs> I mean, I would never have looked at that name and plucked something out of it. Really? The word change it to Schlesinger. There's no walk in the park and walk in the panty. <laughs> Stroll through the panty. Panty. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. What do you do to make... I got some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Friday. Kick it. 
What do you do to make a new house feel like a home? <gasps> we just bought a house and are struggling to make it feel more like our home and less like we're staying at someone's Airbnb. Is also, it a struggle? Also, when struggle you move the word. to a new area, do you introduce yourself to your new neighbors or wait for the welcome wagon to come by if okay. it ever does? Okay. You do whatever works for you. When I moved into my first house, Bonnie, who whom you've all met, uh, I don't know if on no. this, fine, on the Don't Panic Pantry, she's been my neighbor even when I moved away, like showed up like day one, hi, I'm Bonnie, I need a key to your house in case something goes wrong, I need your phone number. And she's been like a mother <laughs> to me. At the second house, we didn't really meet our neighbors. It, it organically happens. I think gone are the days of like, here's a casserole, we're the welcome wagon. I have had a neighbor drop off a little note that says, hey, here's the neighborhood. Here's what you need to know. There's always one Yenta in your neighborhood. That's like the, and you could call it like a looky-loo or a know-it-all, but there's always a woman who knows everything and you want to know her. Mm -hmm. Like when I got my first condo, I had a neighbor named Gail who, I have this just like, it's like you, like it's always like a, an older woman that like takes me under her wing. Any HOA questions? Like, I didn't know. I was like 27. I owned my own condo and she answered everything. You need someone that you can ask questions to and older women love to mentor. We were walking the other day and this woman was walking by and when Tianfu was stung by a bee and we were racing back from a trail that we walk her on, I'm clutching her, like holding her head like an infant. That neighbor walked by. She was like, what happened? Like obviously Italian, obviously East Coast. And I was like, I don't know. She got stung by something. She goes, keep me posted. And I was like, totally not. <laughs> Did he tell you she came back? She came back? She didn't come back. We were outside <laughs> fiddling with something and, and she walked by and she's like, what's up? And I love he, it. He I love her, a no-nonsense New Yorker nosy neighbor. I love a woman up in my business because yeah. I love doling out uh, obligation. I love doling out jobs. I love people helping me. Um, I think you can do it organically. I remember in my last house, Noah and I really wanted to meet neighbors. So we set up chairs in the driveway and drank wine, hoping people would walk what? by at night just to like meet people because you want I that, you want that neighbor that's like, hey, best friend. You friends. don't have a driveway. You've never had a driveway. You have a small driveway. Anyways, the point is it's totally okay to introduce yourself. They might be just giving you a beat to move in. Um, you're going to see them organically and they're, as long as you're cool, they'll be pumped to meet you. What was the first part of the question? Uh, it was making a, a house feel like oh, a home. Um, look, your house is not supposed to feel like a home right away because it's not your home. It's a weird foreign place. You don't have any of your smells baked in yet. Go get a candle, hang up a picture. The truth is when you first move in, you don't want to commit to doing anything because you haven't lived in the space. You know, you move in, you're like, oh, let's throw up some shelves. And then like a month later, you're like, maybe I wanted a bookcase there, not a shelf. So it's okay to feel a little displaced. Maybe set up a candle, a picture, your bedding, you know, and just know that it takes a minute to make a house a home. That's my tip. Mm. Maybe setting up your closet. That always feels good. Or your bathroom. Because as a girl, you know, like that's like your sanctuary. I think definitely getting everything unpacked feels good. Getting rid of the boxes. Just getting all your stuff out. And you'll see in a week or two, you'll be like, this is starting to feel comfortable. That or it's haunted and you're not supposed to be there. And that's what that weird icy feeling on the back of your neck is. So don't look in the mirror and make sure you have keys for all the doors. <laughs> don't watch Paranormal Activity. Sweet dreams. Draw drops says, all right. But this, by the way, you mm. don't want to be the neighbor that goes around to other neighbors. You don't Ugh. want to be too desperate. Also, if your neighbors suck and you've like already bonded, then you're kind of stuck. So let them sniff you out. Yeah. Or if you just see a middle-aged woman outside, go outside casually and try to talk to her. Be nice to middle-aged women. Also, you know, 
be the mysterious neighbors. They're like, who are they? You're like, oh, we're the sexy couple that goes running together. You don't know who we are. We're Lydia Dietz's parents. We love art and the occult. <laughs> That's who you think okay, of as a sexy. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, like, Catherine oh. O'Hara, yeah, I forget who the guy was. Yeah, he's got kind of got bug eyes. I've seen him as something else. Wait, is that the guy who from Ferris Bueller who's a pedophile? Yes, yes. He's a pedophile. Not a pedophile, he's the principal. No, in real life, I think, oh. since then. Oh, well, who isn't? You know what I was bummed out? This should be my bottom of the cob. Oh. Yeah, the guy from Cheer, Jerry, who we all love. You know who I immediately felt bad for? Gabrielle All the Union, kids that he she raped? had done oh. like an interview with him. No, that's fine. I don't feel bad for that. You shouldn't be held responsible just because you like knew someone who was bad. I'm bummed out because we all loved him so much. Mm-hmm. But because it's 2020, the second I saw that, I was like, yep. Yeah. Fits. Of course, everyone's of favorite course. character from that show. Of course, everyone's secretly molesting boys. Like, of course, everyone's secretly fucking children. That's just like what... It's just par for the course now. But don't come at us in the DMs about your Hollywood pedophile rings. I'm not interested. Oh, by the way, you can call it a Hollywood pedophile ring. I guarantee people are fucking kids in every type of ring. A furniture ring, a political ring, coal mining. Everyone's fucking kids everywhere. Everywhere you go, underage kids are being trafficked. Girls are being objectified. Little boys are being raped. Talking to you, church. So don't make it a Hollywood thing. Every industry has creepos. It's yeah. just this one's more famous because people like to watch TV. Mm. Moving on. Draw Drop says, all right, this question is super special because it comes directly from my sweet grandmother in Italy. She's a big fan of the show and she's wanted to submit a question for ages, but she was self-conscious no, about her age and about things getting lost in translation. She doesn't trust technology whatsoever. Like, and I didn't want to help her. Good luck, Nona. <laughs> you guys could say hi to her and make her day. She's in dire need of some happiness. Her Buona name is tutti. Anna and she's the best person on earth. She was saying Italian? Hola, Anna. No, it's not hola, it's ciao. Ciao. And it's like buona, well, I can say goodnight, buonasera. There you go. Nona, Anna. Va bene. <laughs> okay. Good work. We got, here's what, when Michelle and I, I went to Italy, my parents took me to Italy and Michelle came when I was 16. And like at the time, I don't know if it's from Romy and Michelle, but like we'd always be like, oh, that's not okay. Like we were always saying like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And we figured out how to say it in Italian, non va bene, which is like, that's not okay in Italian. <laughs> that was our the big theme of that trip. Also, we saw the Sistine Chapel, which was dope. Oh. And the Pieta. And the David, and it brought a tear to my eye because he's that beautifully made. Yeah. You don't even look at his penis. Like look at his hands, I lo- beautiful hands. Have you ever seen the marble carvings of like pillows? Yes. So and like sculptures. Incre- yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the David. You're like, have you ever seen pillows? But it's like marble. Car- yes. Like a David, it, it, I'm sure it's incredible in person, but you're like, yeah, people can carve. You're people, talking about like fabric, like being, fabric yes. being carved. That into, being you're said, like, whoa. Look at David's hand and okay. the vascular, like all the veins. It's so beautiful. And his face is beautiful. And you're just like, okay, I'll be Catholic. <laughs> Even though it's from the Old Testament. Okay. So here is Anna's question. She says, Good morning, Lisa, an arm of the baby. That's what she calls you guys in Italian. I thought it was too funny to redact. Oh, it. oh, the, it's not over. Got it. Okay. Elisa. And, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. I listen to you lovely ladies on the radio arm whenever, the baby. whenever my granddaughter is kind enough to translate for me. It always brings me so much joy. If it's not oh too much God. of a I bother. I talk so much about taking hot dumps and Kashi Golden Crunch. I don't know how that translates to a romance language. <laughs> Dumpy. I like that Draw Drops has to translate that for her. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe she omits some of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Liz and your lovely ladies on the radio, uh, it always brings me so much joy. If it's not too much of a bother, I would love to know. What is, in your opinion, 
the most important lesson that the older generation should teach the younger generation. Also, if you don't mind sharing, is there something you particularly cherish that you've learned from someone much older than you? As time goes by and as I I get older, I'm constantly worried I haven't done enough for these kids. Thank you for your time and for helping bridge the physical distance between Italy and America by giving my granddaughter and I a point of connection. Have a wonderful day. And if you're ever in the Modena area, you're warmly invited to dinner. It's Modena. Oh, excuse me. I'm just saying. Modena is like who works at the DMV. I, that sounded like a furniture store in the valley. Modena is where you get your balsamic vinegar from. And it's where we went on our honeymoon, where we went to Osteria Francescana. And I got so drunk that I spilled my food out of my mouth on the table and what? gave like new meaning just- to ugly American. <laughs> it was, there was a dessert and it was, it looked like a cherry, but uh-huh. it was like a confection. And I didn't know that it was a one bite thing. I thought it was like, you take a bite of it. Oh. And I bit it and it exploded in my mouth, like this deep red, almost blood looking. And I have pictures of it and it's all over the white tablecloth. Most people do like a <laughs> wine pairing and I did a cocktail pairing. So it was just a cocktail with every course. And there were like eight courses. I didn't get kicked out. We spent so much money, but I definitely, I was like, whatever. <laughs> we paid. Um, I think there's less that old people need to do for young people and more like young people. First of all, you've done enough. Thanks for the global warming. <laughs> Nana, uh, you don't have to do anything because also young people are usually too stupid to want to even take lessons. Like no one ever wants to listen to their mom or anything like that. I'd rather focus on the second part, which was. Is there something you particularly cherish that you've learned from someone much older than you? Is there something I particularly cherish? Questions like that are always hard. It's like, what's your favorite movie? What's your one song? What's the one piece of advice? And it's always when people can like recall like an actual quote. I'm trying to think much older. So we're talking like grandparents, right? Um, I remember my grandmother. You know what I love about the older generation? So this is above baby, baby boomers, but even baby boomers they still speak to one another. And it could be, you know, just coming from a nice neighborhood, but like your parent, like they know to say hi. Mm. They're less guarded. They're not socially awkward. You know, I go visit my parents. People say, and maybe it's because it's a nice area. People are all just happy to be there. They say hi. You can always say hello to an older person and they always say hello back. People always say hello back anyway, but with someone younger, it's like, oh, sorry, I don't make eye contact. I'm weird. I'm in my phone. Older people want you to speak to them. My dad kibitzes with all the older women, middle age, and say middle age isn't old, but like any woman 40 and above, if you're alone at a table, you're with your girls, my dad's coming over and talking. People tend to overlook older women and especially with the older generation, like they are a communicative generation, even though the men were taught not to cry. So I always enjoy that you can talk to them and that it's not weird to say hi or strike up a conversation because that's what they're, and I, I think I'm going to miss that about, that generation that it's that they're normal right Uh um my grandma like most grandmas some grandmas are salty my nana was like pure sugar and just loved everyone and everything always peeled me a carrot and she would say here take and I would eat the carrot and she told me a story about she had a job I don't remember where she worked obviously it was like in the 70s or 80s and a woman said to her I like you even though you're Jewish And my Nana told me this story many times because that's what grandmas do. And she said, you know what? I like you and I don't care what you are. Just this idea that like she didn't, you know, I'm sure everybody has their 
predilections and specifications about <laughs> different ethnicities or who you grew up around or whatever, but she was so pure and she just liked people over there. That being said, hated cats. And she didn't have a mean bone in her body, but if there was a cat, she would say, feh. I'd be like, Nana, he wants to come in. I don't like him. Had a thing with our cat, Mitzi. Didn't want her in the house. Couldn't stomach her. Was like the sweetest lady, feh. I don't want to know. I don't want to see the cat. Just didn't like the cat. Did the cat do something to her in secret? That being said, my grandpa was racist. So who knows? Kick old, it. Old people have such thin, thin, physically thin skin. I feel like a cat could really do some damage. So I hope that answers your question, Nona. There's a degree of communication and sweetness um, that I, I appreciate. You can always talk to older people and they always are happy that you're talking to them. Yes. Sorry, uh, also, always eat your carrots. They're good for your eyes. Christiana's Underland says, hey there, trashy celebrity gossip magazines. What stereotypical headline would you be delighted about if they wrote one about you? And what stereotypical headline would you be pissed about? I don't... Stereotypical headline? I don't know. Uh, just like a dumb... I mean, they could do like... No. You know what? No. None. Because they're only ever capitalizing on your misery. You can, sh- you know, it's great if you have a baby and they're like, female comedian shines as she doles out wisdom of motherhood. But it's, there's always like an underhand, like better looking than we thought Jewess <laughs> gives birth. Like it's always, I don't know. I also don't Kisses pay attention. dog on the mouth in public causes quite a stir. Causes quite a stir. You know what they also do that always bothers me because it's so transparent? They'll take someone who doesn't look that great and they'll frame it as if they're like, oh, we're just presenting facts. Like they'll take a woman who like doesn't look that great in her bikini, but also like whatever. And it'll just be like so-and-so's wife shows off new shows off bikini body. And the subtext is like, hey, check out that this girl's like not as great as you thought. And I hate that. I hate framing things in the context of like putting you on a pedestal when really you're saying like, check out the freak show. Come look at these folds. It's rarely to make you feel good. Yeah. And that's why they're tabloids, not interviews that you've given. But even in a good interview, people, they want you to click the headline. So even if it's a great interview, they'll take half a sentence. Yeah. When asked about 9-11, comedian said, uh, (laughs) while you were gathering your thoughts. (laughs) So... I don't know. I also don't, I, I like to pay it forward by not reading those things. Have I clicked on a trashy headline or two? For sure. That being said, I read one celebrity gossip blog and I scroll through the majority of it. Cause I'm like, I don't care about any, like I never ever will click on a headline about uh, posh spice. I don't care. Like I just won't, I will never, cl- I know you won't, like I'll never click on a Denise Richards feud thing. Like I just She's won't. A tough time. I don't care. Cause I'm just like, I don't care. So I just don't I click on the things I like. Outline of John Hamm's penis. Yeah, I might click on that. Kick it. Chris Evans, yeah. Chris Evans, did I look for that photo? Yes. Was I disappointed? Yeah. Is Chris Evans hot? Yeah. Kick it. Stacy underscore Liz. Help, please. I helped one of my ex-bestish friends out of an emotionally abusive three-year relationship. While she is a great friend... I can't say the same for her girlfriend's skills. I found out while with almost all of her exes, she sends nudes to other guys. Awesome. I'm no stranger to straight up walking away from toxic people. I've walked away from best friends in the past. No problem. How many best friends have you had? (laughs) Where are you getting all of them? I know. That's hard work. Yeah. The problem is less than 12 hours after breaking up with her ex, she hooked up with my boyfriend's cousin slash friend. That's okay. 
They have been together around one year and are now engaged. He is no better than her, cheating repeatedly on every ex he's had. She asked me for advice before they became exclusive. And when I said this to her, she completely disregarded it. What? Now they continue to bring out the worst in each other. Neither family is happy with them. They will be permanent family. We just found out she's been lying about her career. She's claimed to be a nurse for the past two or three <gasps> years. And now we find out she works in a kitchen in a nursing home and has been lying to the family. She's caused major family fights over you lies. You know that your friend wasn't, a, your best <laughs> friend, friend wasn't a nurse? And has almost completely split the family down the middle. Do I try to be civil for the sake of family and any children we may have in the future being cousins? I've tried to have a come to Jesus, but she'll only speak to me if she's forced on holidays. We were once very close, but now I just feel manipulated no. and used. No. You know what? I've been through something similar with my own kin. You gotta, you just gotta sustain and maintain, and hopefully, your idiot boyfriend's friend's cousin or whatever will realize what a nightmare she is. There's nothing you can do. Nobody's like seeing that writing on the wall. Yeah, it's not up to you to fix everything. And I would just have as little interaction with her as possible. I doubt it even gets as far as kids. But you can't control. The decisions of other people, you can only control the amount of toxicity you let in your life. Yeah. So you just, you're civil, whatever. But the more you put out there, like, she's bullshit. I don't, I, we had someone like this in our family. And my thing was like, look, as long as she's cool to the guy in our family, it's fine. But I just, my, my, my van view was always, she's bullshit. Everything she says is bullshit. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I'll be cordial to her, but that's it. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. No reaching out, no nothing, and it will take care of itself. Yeah, it's going to be okay. That sucks, though. <laughs> the fact that she lied about being a medical professional and nobody is, like, throwing up a flag, it, your whole family's weird. I mean, it's like, I guess, so she's working in a nursing home, so it's, like, adjacent. No, yeah. it's not adjacent. The kitchen well- is not adjacent to <laughs> nursing. That's insane. That's like saying I'm the valet at a hospital. I'm a doctor. No. I mean, but like you go visit at work and they're there. You know what I mean? In in food prep gloves, which are not the same as surgical gloves. No. Mm, I wish we had a button like on a radio show that just says rock hard pass. Do you want my little button? No, because it's just a ding. That's like an order up, (laughs) much like the one she dings when she's working in the kitchen. (laughs) Ding. Rock hard pass. Adam underscore Delisle says, when dealing with road rage, do you go for the horn or middle finger first? Ooh. Is there one thing in particular that will set you off when dealing with bad drivers? Uh, in California, in Los Angeles in particular, people tend to not use their horns because it's a city of mostly spineless people who don't like confrontation and are not aggressive, which can be good or bad. I have been known to reach over and dap my husband's horn, which he does not like. You I, do that to me too. Yeah, well, you are... An amoeba, meaning you have no spine. You just drive. You're like, everyone just get in front of me. You're a very safe driver. And I love you, but you got to be, you got to be a, a defensive driver. You got to be an offensive driver. Anywho, you're a defensive I driver. I went to a school I'm an for defensive driver. driving. Okay. Well, I'm an offensive driver. That means I'm your sworn mortal enemy and I'm cutting <laughs> in front of you. Uh, I'll t- There's a, a horn tap, you know, and I try not to do it like, cause someone's not going in a green light, but like your horn should be. You know, it'll jar people. People always get offended when you use the horn. A middle finger is an incredibly trashy thing to do. And on the few occasions I've done it, I felt really bad. It's so trashy. It only lowers the vibration of a situation. Quickest way to piss me off in traffic is to be going really slow in front of me. And I find out that you're just some dumb fucking idiot on their phone. 
Like I cannot stand that because it's so unsafe. You're a bad driver. You're doing the best you can, whatever. I also, this is going to be, a, I can't stand because most, I'm an excellent driver. I talk about it all the time. You're very, you're very good. Yes. I'm very good. But you also go very fast. You got to, you got to the speed. You got to get speed on your side. I can't stand when someone is turning. You look to the left to see if there's oncoming traffic and I'll see people looking the other way. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you looking at? What, what are, you, are you looking at oncoming traffic coming from the other direction in another lane? Some people just have no idea what's going on and shouldn't be driving. People who take a very long time to turn, like the slowest, widest turn. I'm like, you're going to start going in reverse. Like that just take, like that are just unaware. It is my pet peeve with society. People that are just unaware of other people's space, other people's time. Uh, quick horn tap will get someone out of the way. I also love honking my horn and it like jars someone and then I just zoom by. I hope that that fierce, that that jarred feeling sits with them and it like wrecks like the cortisol distribution in their body. My horn sounds too nice. Even if I honk at full blast, it's you, a very Your small. horn makes, your horn goes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it really I'm does. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hard pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my first jokes was about how there should be two horns. There's like the get out of my way horn and there should be a horn button you press that just goes, excuse me. Like just to say like, hey, can I just eat by? Excuse me. Yeah. That being said, nothing will restore your faith in humanity more than when you need to get in a lane. Like you're all at a light and you you realize you need to make a right turn and you're in the left lane. Open, rolling down your window and saying, excuse me. Hi, I'm so sorry. I just, can I get in front of you? And people will always let you. And like having that connection of thank you for letting me turn yeah. from this far left lane because yeah. I was too busy to think about it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And under the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. 
may whore. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Kiki. Lady Ellie 89. Uh, Eliza and M. Hig, as proper ladies of of the South, Uh. how do you respond when people retort, don't say ma'am, sir, because it makes me feel old? Ma'am, sir, the Asian (laughs) restaurant here in L.A.? Usually their tone is aggressive or condescending or insinuating that I'm saying that they're old. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and my parents taught me that those responses are a sign of respect. I am 30 years old and still have a hard time breaking the habit. How do you respond to people of such a negative slash combative response to a phrase I have grown up using? All my love to you and the fam. You ain't gotta. You can just keep on saying it. Somebody got real mad at my friend. A strong female lead is all I will say at a convention. Got My, my friend is very Southern, said ma'am, Look. and she was like, ah, I, it's kind of like a pronoun thing. You know, if you say she to someone and they're like, it's he, it's unfair to attack someone straight out of the gate when they're just merely approaching you. Uh, I, I think just being from Texas, I didn't really grow up. I wasn't forced to say it. I tend to do it as a way of like genuflecting and just showing immediate, uh, deference to someone. I won't, you know, I'll say it to a friend like, yes, ma'am. Like heard that, you know. Women tend to not like it, you know, in their 30s and 40s from like a 20-year-old guy because it reminds you like, oh, yeah, like we're not fucking, we're not in the same league. Um, If somebody really has an attitude that's so shitty, you can just brush it off. Mm -hmm. Just be like, sorry. Be like, I I meant no disrespect. And then they'll be like, oh, no, it was just my own insecurity about my face. So you say meant no disrespect. Um, I think saying, ma'am, maybe just don't say it, you know, north of the Mason-Dixon line, wherever that is. I think for some people, though, it's a reflex. So you just got to work on... Just like it's a reflex for you, it's a reflex for them to not like it. And you yeah. could have to respect that they don't like it and be like, okay, you know, I honestly just be like, oh, sorry, no, meant no disrespect habit. That way they don't re- think it's like, oh, I looked at the lines in your face and I've determined you're over 35, therefore you're a ma'am. Did you grow up saying it? I didn't grow up my... my no, I didn't grow up saying it because like Jews don't tend to say that. I, my parents I from, didn't. My parents are from New York, but... I say it to Tian Fu and I'm sure when I have children, I'll say it because I'll be like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, we are not doing that. And that is to me what every teacher and what every camp counselor sounded like. No, ma'am, we are not doing that today. Uh, It plants a flag. Yeah. No, ma'am. But I do enjoy doing it to older women to let them know like, hey, no disrespect. Like, yes, ma'am, I heard what you said. And I don't do it often. It depends on where I am. I've only ever done it once. It was when a cop pulled me over. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, it depends on the authority figure I'm dealing with and what and the communication style I think they want to hear uh-huh. a lot. In the USO, I always say, sir, uh-huh. when we're with the general or any of those, it's just an easy uh, cure-all. Um, when my brother was little, I guess he got in trouble and he was crying and he had done something dumb like he always does. And he says something and he's crying and my mom's and I'm like, do you hear me? And he goes, yes. And I think my mom pressed me. She goes, yes, well, you say yes, ma'am. Like she was livid. He's like, yes, ma'am. And then of course he got in trouble 10 minutes later because he's an idiot. And my dad was like, what did you do, Ben? And he goes, you say sorry. Sorry. He goes, sorry, what? And I think he'd say like, sorry, daddy. And he just went, sorry, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so that's a family story. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Kiara Pora says, 
What is your favorite scented candle? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I used to be like a fall pumpkin for years. I In my condo and in my first house, I always had pumpkin, sugar cookie, fall, Christmassy smells all year round because they were so comforting. And I can say... Uh, empirically that my one of my favorite scents because I love candles and I love new smell and there's so many candles out there and it's rare that I smell a candle that I'm repulsed by. Diptyque makes this candle and the, they make a lot of fragrances but one is called Bays, which uh, I guess is like French for berries or something. Uh, I always thought it was basil and it's like black currant and it's so sophisticated and delicious and it's not cheap smelling. It just smells expensive. And you see this a lot. It's a beautiful candle. You see it a lot of stores, a lot of like home staging things. So the Diptyque Bays candle, they also make a rose candle. And I, I never thought of myself as a rose person, but it is elegant. Pretty much anything by Diptyque or Joe Malone. I like those uh, delicious, sophisticated home fragrances. But I'm not going to lie. You know, I did I buy a giant pecan pie shaped candle recently? Yes, I did. See you at Thanksgiving. Okay. Shout out to Diptyque. If you want to come advertise on the pod and give me a bunch of Bayes candles. I think they do all right. Okay. Well, they could do better. They could fragrant my home. Fragrant? I met this guy at a summer camp in 2015. He was really nice and attractive, but I knew he was talking to other girls. A friend told me that summer that he said many times that I was pretty, but never made a move. I kept going to the same summer camp the next three summers, and he did as well. He was always nice and flirty, but no real big move, and he will always get with many girls every summer and would be nice and flirty to me, but no move. In summer 2017, I was told he was going to ask me out, but I was going out with a guy with whom he got along really well and so didn't make a move. In the summer of 2018, I was still this other guy. He was still being nice to me. I honestly don't like him anymore, and I'm still kind of talking to the other guy, and I haven't seen him in years. Okay. <laughs> we would talk every now and then, but just like reactions on Insta or Snapchat like friends. But lately, he's been snapping respectful flirting, but I don't get why. We live in different continents. Because he's bored and he's horny and you're there. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you can keep snapping with also, him or look, not. I, I can't tell you why a young teenage boy does or doesn't make a move. And honestly, at that age, like the other girls will probably just like, I'll give you an aggressive spit hand job behind the bleachers. Remember Let's do Nana's it. listening. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Nana's listening, but this is not an Italian. So draw drops. Good luck translating spit hand job to your Nona. Uh, and at that age, you know, like who knows rhyme or reason. My first camp boyfriend I thought was like the NLB all and he turned out to be gay. So it's like, whatever. Um, and the, the answer is you guys are probably what, like 18 or 19 and he's bored and horny and he knows you and that's that, but he never made a move. And then you were dating someone and, and it doesn't matter. He never right. made a move. Maybe he just wasn't as attracted to you or he was keeping, like men tend to do this thing where like they kind of keep the girl around Always remember that if a guy, you think a guy's cute and he thinks you're cute and he goes for another girl, like it's a pass and mm -hmm. you should take it as that. And don't send him any nudes. No. Don't do it. No, no, no. He's on another continent. It's just, if you want to flirt with someone, great. That's always fun to do. I definitely, in my single days, you know, you've got people you connect with, don't, you know, and you, a year later, you send saying That's what being young is all about. Do not send him any nudes and just remember that he passed on you and he will give you some bullshit like, yeah, I didn't know if you liked me. And young boys are very stupid, but it doesn't matter what oh. you did when you were a teenager. Who cares? Don't even look into it. His frontal lobe is not fully developed. He's not capable of making adult choices. Fair. Neither are you. Kick it.
Anonymous. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Emily, your movie tastes are on point. No. Eliza. No. What do you do? What do so you do? They didn't do? say that. You're just writing it in. You wrote that in. I, I created an account. It. <laughs> all of these. What, what do you. Oh. Eliza, why doesn't Emily get a raise? <laughs> she seems to be doing a great job. <laughs> Signed, Emilar. Uh, Emilar. <laughs> uh-huh, not you. What do you do if you have friends who are bad tippers, like paying 15% Ooh. or less or not tipping on the pre-discounted bill during happy hours? Ooh. I had a lunch with someone who was a bad tipper. I ended up tipping more on my bill to even it out. No. What have you done in similar situations? More details. The friend is a server. She knows the rules of tipping. I know it wasn't a money issue because the bill was way lower than she had anticipated to spend that night. She told me, also, we are no longer friends. Okay. For other reasons, but this could have been an early indicator of personality issues. Not to be petty, but I feel that's totally allowed on this podcast. Also, she claims to be a nurse, but she really works in a cafeteria. <laughs> I love you guys and binged 80 episodes in two weeks. Oh my God. Eliza, I saw you at the Tampa Improv years ago and feel so lucky to have seen your show in a more intimate setting. Tampa, Ybor City, where the mayor is a rooster. Uh, so, friend who's a bad tipper. Okay, look. I over tip to compensate and then stew about it later. Oh, I say something. Oh. I take the bill. I've done this mm-hmm. and I go and I, and I, I start to do my math and I go, what did you tip? And I make them say it. I make them say the amount. And when, let's say the tip should have been $4. I go, what did you tip? And then when they're like a dollar, I'm like, I'm like, I thought we were doing, I thought we were doing 20%. Just say it like that. Be like, oh, I do 20%. And give them a chance. Cause there've been times that like I've not on purpose, like under tipped. And then I yeah. see that I'm like, okay, let me fix it. So give them the chance to fix it. There is nothing wrong with being like, what are we tipping? Mm. And maybe they have a reason, you know, like, of course you should kind of just always tip 20% unless it's just abhorrent service. Yeah. But if it really makes you feel bad, because you shouldn't have to cover that. What are we tipping? What did you tip? And I've said it. Some people don't know. I've eaten with friends and I've been like, you didn't tip enough. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't tip 20%. And they're like, oh, sorry. Some people like actually can't do the math. Mm. That's what I say. What are we tipping? Grab your bill as if you're trying to do the math. And then they'll usually be like, what should we tip? And that's when you say, you know, 450 and just do it. Mm-hmm. Here's how you do the math, okay? Here's what I was taught because my both my parents are very, they are like very you got to tip tippers. big. Like yeah. when they, well, you know, when you're in like high school and your parents will give you money to go out, like they'd be big. like, you got to tip, do it big. So you do twenty percent. It's super so easy. in your mind. Let's say the bill is fifty one thirty five. Fifty one thirty five. Let's say it. so you do ten percent, which mm-hmm. is a dollar thirty five. Oops, which is five dollars. You move the decimal $5 point over thirteen cents. So, right, and then you double it. You Which move the decimal point over, $10.26. So then you do like 11, you know? And then you always round it up. Uh, you always round it up in case your math was not great. But it's really easy. It's it's literally just moving the decimal pl- point over and then timesing it by two. Doubling it, yeah. Um, a tip, uh, a trick I did not discover until early 30s. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> have a calculator now, but it is good to be able to do it in your head. Yeah. But if there's more than one credit card, like I'm fucked. I just like, I'm like, who's the smartest person? Just like four grown women with like homeowners that are like, we can't yeah. just Venmo me. And, and it, I, I feel like at this point, like more and more in the last couple of years, it's just like, we'll just split it in half. One just, of us maybe spend a little more. It You've is what to. it is. That's the rule about going out to, unless the other person got nothing, like you're just splitting it. Yeah. It's the cost of doing business. Okay. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and be like, you had a Coke, but I had the extra dressing. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth it. That being yeah. <laughs> Anonymous. I just found out my husband of 14 years, he's 40, is is having an affair with 
with a woman Ma'am. he works with. Oh, man. She, 46, pursued him very heavily. No, do not blame her. The company they work for is very small, 20 people, and run by a very religious family, Mormon. The boss knows and likes me. Soon-to-be ex-husband has been there 10-plus years. This is the first time I'm aware of the cheating. My question is, should I report it to the boss? No. She had a flirtation with another employee at her level a month or so ago and apparently just glommed onto my ex because he's a supervisor. I think it's just my broken heart talking, but I use some advice. For the record, I'm 39. We have two kids. Okay. I have not had this happen to me, but I will say this. Um, it is That woman sounds like a piece of shit, but it is your husband's fault. He, she did not rape him. He accepted the advances. He cheated. And good for you. I mean, I I know I understand that you have kids, but good for you for standing up for yourself and not just being this put upon woman. I wonder if you really think in your heart of hearts what you hope to get out of that because they can't fire her. I don't think. I don't know the rules. If it's rules. an at-will state, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the state. And also it's like, Everybody probably knows that she does that and maybe she does a great job and the boss is going to be like, okay, I know that she's a skank, but where do you want me to find another female forklift operator at this hour? Um, I would sit on it for a bit because you don't want to, you, your kids are going to know that you did that and you have to think about how you feel. I just give it a beat because what's the outcome? You report it to them. Then you look like the woman that's going around trying to ruin her life. Just be as, try to be a class act about it. Try to go high. Um, you're well within your rights if you ever see her to be like, I have nothing to say to you. You're trash. Yeah. But your beef is not with her. It's with your husband. Truly, it is with your husband. You should take it all out on him. Mm-hmm. Get that. Get those child support payments. Jack him up. Jack him up. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't a great marriage. I don't know. But we always, it's always easy to blame the woman. And while she obviously has no morals and that's disgusting, it's your husband who had the responsibility. So try to aim the anger at him. In six months, if you still really want to say something, then do it. But do not do that now. It just doesn't feel clean. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't think it's going to feel as good as you think it's going to feel right now. Also, if she's just glomming on, then she probably will unglom off your husband. And he'll probably come crawling back and you'll be like, great, get your STD and COVID test and go down on me for five hours, take me out for a nice steak dinner and maybe I'll think about letting you sleep on the couch. Anonymous. A nice Mormon steak dinner. <laughs> Anonymous. Good afternoon, Eliza Emily and Sweet Tian Fu. I am 23. You know. I recently moved out of my parents' house and I'm in my own place. Fuck yeah. I'm a pretty laid back person, yeah. but could you please advise on what to do? I have this friend, Kelly, fake name. Ew. She's been doing grosser and grosser things lately. She picks her nose, I farts, my nose and, and fart. tells me about her poops, period. Poops oh my included. God, am I Kelly? Is this you? Is this my <laughs> husband writing in? I am not. Oh no, I feel so bad. I tweet <laughs> sometimes and I don't even care. <laughs> I am not a gross out person and I hate talking about dumps, etc. You sound holier than now. Pets. And I want to be friends with Kelly. With and other, you sound real judgy. With other pet owners. She assumes my place is available to her all the time. And if I say I can't hang out, she questions me about what I'm doing. To make things worse, I was hanging out with her and another friend from work a while back. This is the first time Kelly was meeting friend two. Kelly asked if she could take her bra off. I was so embarrassed. 
What should I do? And how should I tell her nicely to shut up about her bodily functions and to treat my home like my home? I'm happy she's comfortable in my place, but this is too comfortable. Tighten up. And P.S. Emily, you're great. I listen to Tasteless. I agree that more people should watch John Tucker. (laughs) These really all do sound like they come from me. Emily fan. Is she your roommate or just your friend? This is a friend that it sounds like the the bigger problem is that the friend feels like this woman's home is available to her. I'd guess the friend is probably young as well. And so she just is always coming over to this woman's look, house look, and just look, farting it up. Okay, that's gross. Look, we do have an issue with policing women's bodies in this country and we decide that women can't fart and can't pick their nose and all that stuff. This is more about your comfort level versus hers. In your own home, you should be comfortable. Also, you're 23 it sounds like you're kind of outgrowing this friend. You forget all the farting and pooping and all that stuff. The idea that she would question you when you say you can't hang out is weird and annoying. And it makes yeah. me uncomfortable because it's none of her fucking business. And you don't deserve to be treated like you're lying if you can't hang out. Even if you are lying, like you're allowed to have your space. So the not answering back on text is a beautiful thing. Hey, running into a meeting. Or you can say to her, be like, why are you, be like, do you not believe me when you ask me stuff like that? You know, just be as honest as possible. Greg always burps and nothing will send me into a blind rage faster than hearing a man burp and Noah does not do it. And and Greg, I mean, he's not my boyfriend. So he's like, oh, it makes you so mad. Um, It is gross. But uh, you're like the odd couple. We're like Oscar and Felix. I think it's that thing of that internet meme where it's like, if you like someone, they can do whatever and it's fine. But if you hate someone and they're eating crackers, yes. you're like, why, why are you eating totally. crackers? I think you need to spend less time with this person. I think mm-hmm. you're going to outgrow this person and you don't owe her an answer. Why? What are you doing? You can always just write back. Why? Why are you so paranoid? Write that back. And then she'll be like, LOL, I'm not. You'll be like, cool. Talk to you later. You don't, women, listen to me, young girls listening. You, and look, I don't know if I would have even taken this advice when I'm younger. <laughs> when I was younger, but you don't owe everyone a response or an explanation. I found that recently. I'm a very open book and I tend to want to explain stuff. Most people don't care. Mm. Like I was late to a Zoom call today and it wasn't my fault, but like nobody really wants to hear your excuse because everyone's lying. I think everyone's lying all the time. So even when someone's honest, I'm like, they're lying. Nobody cares. Yeah. She sounds awful and she sounds like you're going to outgrow her. So just spend less time. You deserve to feel comfortable and safe in your house. I don't feel well. I don't want to hang out. Done. Oh, why not? Be like, why are you so paranoid? And then just send an emoji and just don't follow up. That's the LA thing. Like send like crazy face emoji. Yeah. Just like don't answer the phone. I had someone in my neighborhood who would look in my window and be like, I see your home. Can I come over? I'd be like, no. (laughs) Or you could double, you could double down on your grossness being like, I'm having diarrhea out of my vagina. Sorry, Nona. I'm having my period out of my butt. So unless you want to help sop it up, you cannot come over. It's so gross. Sop it up. I'm throwing up out of my nipples. There's a weird discharge coming out of my butt and nipples. You, at the I same feel like time. Kelly would be like, "Me too." Hashtag me too, sister. <laughs> I was raising a garbage pail. Okay, kick it. Anonymous. Hello to the pod squad. Here is my dilemma. I've been planning my sister's baby shower since we found out she was pregnant. Not only is this her first baby, but the first baby among my siblings, a.k.a. first grandbaby for my parents. Knowing the guest list would be super limited due to COVID, I had no problem not inviting people who are not super important in her life. But my sister just told me she doesn't want to have one at all because she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings who are not invited. 
Not going to lie, I kind of lost my shit and wanted to karate chop her, but she's prego and that wouldn't be cool. I do understand where I she's coming from. I hate the word prego. It's like hubs. I, oh, it is like hubs. <laughs> I do understand where she's coming from, kind of. We are a big Mexican family and feelings can get hurt real fast. Oh, good. My question I is- have a Mexican fan. I honestly was like the only white. I'm pumped. <laughs> My, Keep going. My question is this. If I throw her a surprise baby shower with a still very limited guest she list, 10 people max, right am I there. being disrespectful to her wishes? Since I would be the one throwing it, she'd be off the hook for who was, yes. was invited or should I just let it go? Yes, you but would. She doesn't want look, it. Look, no, 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 listen to me. Yes, she doesn't want it. But if you really had to come to Jesus with her, I think you'd, I think you'd find that she doesn't want it because like you said, she doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. You might want to ask her if you could have a party and no one's feelings would be hurt and no one would care. Uh-huh. And if she said, yeah, I would love that, then that is the perfect solution. You are the host. You threw it. You can take that heat. I, not only is that a brilliant idea, it's one that I have employed several times. I have thrown birthday parties for friends where I'm the one inviting people so we didn't have to invite anyone else. And I've thrown my own birthday party and asked Jody to be the organizer and I've given her my list so that I can, not that anybody's ever questioned it because most people don't care and nobody wants to go to a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, most pe- and So I've asked Jody to do it that way. If someone's like, hey, it was your birthday, I could be like, oh my God, Jody put it together. I don't think she knows all my friends. I That is the move always of all time. We did it. With now Joe. you've said it and people know, or you, your friends don't listen. I'm too old to care. And my friends don't listen to this podcast, uh, except for Calissa. Hi, Calissa. Uh, <laughs> Jody, we did that for her housewarming. Yes. And I, this is just, this is what you should do. Taking a cue from Sex and the City, the episode where Carrie was like, I've gone to everyone's wedding, baby shower, birthday. I always buy gifts. Why can't anyone celebrate me? And Jody bought her first house. And she's, and she has, she's been to, you know, she's bought, bridesmaids dresses and she's wedding gifts and baby gifts and all this stuff. And she celebrated landmarks in everyone else's life. And I said, let me, even though she was paying for it, let me like quote unquote host your housewarming. That way I can ask people for gifts on your behalf. And I straight up was like, you guys don't be tacky. Jody's paid for a lot of stuff in your life. Mm -hmm. She's registered here at Amazon and here at BB and B. So that is definitely like sisters, the scapegoat, you be the scapegoat. Have, I genuinely ask her, be like, if there was a way. Yeah. And be like, I will take all the heat. Like, that's my gift to you. And hopefully you know her well enough to know if she really just is not someone who yes. likes being the center of attention. Maybe she really doesn't want one. Yeah, but it but sounds like be able she, to tell. And she should have one. And you know what? This She's going to become a mother. She shouldn't have to be, this is like your first step in not, in thinking less about other people's feelings and only mm-hmm. focusing on your baby and she deserves it. <laughs> so I definitely think you should have that talk. Don't surprise her on the off chance that she really didn't want it, but it sounds like she does want it. Yeah. And most people don't care because here's the secret. Nobody wants to go to your baby shower. So right. that's it. Right. Run from Congratulations. the- Congratulations. I said it with an Italian accent. Yeah. So run from the heart has a comment that I think is fair relating to you being late to your Zoom meeting. Okay, fine. So lately you asked, how could anyone be late to a Zoom call and talked about folks having less to do? Love you, but my life is two hours or more busier a day due to more red tape and working in the nonprofit field. I often have six to seven Zoom calls almost back to back. My colleagues and I regularly joke about which meeting will you be late to today to be able to have a bathroom break or grab some food. I love the lack of commute, but let's not 
but let's have less meetings. Now, yes, this is absolutely the issue. Okay, what's the question? I'm just telling you that's oh. the other side of the Zoom call debate. For sure. I wasn't late, to be fair. I was sitting there at my computer on time and the link wasn't working because someone's assistant had set the wrong link or the password didn't go to it. So usually I'm there. Like, that happened yesterday. Remember? Like, they sent over a link. Yeah. The assistant sent the wrong link. So you're sitting there and I'm like, fuck, there's a room of like three dudes and I'm going to come in and I'll be like, I was there. They just, you know, nobody actually wants to hear it. Everybody thinks you're an asshole for being late. Um, That is another thing, like being like slave driver for your employees. Like, okay, back to back. Right. Sometimes my agents can't call me back because they're like, I've just been on calls all day. Yeah. I mean, people- especially people think when you're at home, like. What yes. else are you doing? You're there. You can work. So some people are winding up with a lot more hours because like, well, you're not commuting. You can work. You're not picking up your kids. You right. can work. I think we also haven't been doing Zoom long enough to wrap our minds around like, yeah, bathroom breaks, food, things like that. There's late and then there's late. Five minute yeah. grace periods totally fair. And yeah. you know what? You have a right as an employee to be like, I can't make that. I have to have lunch. Like you're allowed to do that. Still applies. Yeah. Get that lunch. Get this dance. Okay, you ready for Top of the Cob? It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. My Top of oh. the Cob. You know. That's weird. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Okay. My Top of the Cob is a bittersweet one. Um, One of our last episodes was I uh, regaled everyone with the tale of my missed miscarriage. And I knew that everybody would be really sweet and I've totally moved on from it and it's whatever. But I was I said it knowing how kind everyone would be and my top of the cob is the response to it. People mm-hmm. just taking their time, you know, and they do this anytime I'm vulnerable about something. And that's one of the best parts about being open. The sweet messages from men and women. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, giving humans a chance to show their compassion my other ha- top of the cob is, uh, as a lot of you know, my brother lost his entire house and farm in one of the fires in Northern California. And it was very difficult. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't very difficult. It was easy for me to uh, to share the GoFundMe page that my mom had put out. Literally of the hundreds and hundreds of people who wrote messages, three said something shitty. People think because I'm a celebrity, like I should just pay for everything. And the money I make is none of your goddamn business. The way I spend my money is none of your business. And people forget that it is a real lesson in like, oh, I can spend all year as I do raising money for everyone else's charity. But the second I want help for my own family. It's like, well, oh, a piece of shit. to be fair, when, when you raise money for other charities, people be like, that charity, why not this charity? Oh, when, it's constant. During Black Lives Matter, we had different charities we talked about on Don't mm-hmm. Panic Pantry. And people were like, you should donate your whole salary. And you're like, what the fuck have you done for humanity? So it's just proof that other people, like there are people that are stupid. Some people are just sweet and they give. And we raised, like, I think it's around like $11,000 at the moment for him. And it's it'll make such a huge difference. One girl was like, oh, another celebrity asking for handouts. And I was like, Hooker, your Venmo is in your bio. So easy now. Should I be putting my Venmo in my bio? It's such a trashy. Like, Folks, I'm sad. It is such a trashy move. If you have a GoFundMe there and you're like, here's what we're raising money for, but having your Venmo, it's right up there with prostitution. Or which cash app. I actually have no problem with prostitution, but like, no. you want to talk about a handout. What am I Venmoing you for? Like, what? So- this, you know, I, I was happy that I was in a position I could help my brother. The money doesn't go to me. Whether I'm a celebrity or not is irrelevant. I'm not getting, one girl's like, she's just getting, she's just trying to get something out of this. I'm like, what am I getting? Just being humbled? No, and you didn't even, you didn't set it up. No, my you mom said it. And, you know, my brother and I don't hang out a lot and 
he he's a weed farmer in the middle of nowhere. Like we're we're doing the best we can. So Mm -hmm. I was really touched by the miscarriage comments and the love and how kind my fans were to a family member of mine in need. And that was my top of the cob, seeing the best part of humanity uh, after bad things happen. That's the only silver lining with tragedy is that you get to see people be their best after Mm -hmm. in response. And then like three people that are shitty. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna like my top of the cop. Yours were two really good ones. My top, okay. Iron Zeering was that <laughs> in the parking lot? No, okay. Knowing that you have fun mail coming, uh, <laughs> I now have an autograph from Terminator Three, Kristana Logan, coming to me in the mail, mm-hmm. personalized to me, and it will be here one day. And every day I will check my mail and be, is it here yet? And then it'll get here, and then I'll have. Nothing, nothing to look forward to. Nothing that. And then I ordered an air purifier that will be here between today and a month from now. So it come from like China. They're like, we don't know. Well, California, uh, you can't order a lot of the commercial air purifiers. You can't order to come here because of there's carcinogens in the HEPA filters. Oh my and God. And California has very specific laws about it. So I had to pick like, one of the Only we that get could. to poison our residents. Well, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that doesn't seem like a top of a cob at all. Uh, mail is coming. That's what I'm excited about. My other top of the cob is sitting back with these microphones. We changed our setup yeah. a little bit. I feel cool sitting holding right? my microphone. I like this. This is the way comics do it. <laughs> Fucking grip that mic. My bottom of the cob is, um, and this is coming out a week from this, but uh, Tian Fu got stung by a bee on her tiny paw. We took her on a new walk, and all of a sudden, she just sat down and she lifted her paw and she started crying, and she never cries. She's like a silent dog, except for when she's barking at everything. Barking all the time, yeah. And I felt so helpless. And I'm scanning. It was all leaves. And you're like, is it a scorpion? Is it a snake? Which a big part of existing as an animal is that you can camouflage. And I'm like yeah. looking like, do I see movement anywhere? I didn't even know what I was looking for. Right, because if it's like a snake or something, you want to get it and bring it with you so they know the right kind of anti-venom. Definitely was not going to do that. I uh, oh. just wanted to know if it was a snake. But, you know... So then I start thinking, she's crying. I'm like, oh my God, there's poison coursing through her dog veins. And I'm clutching her like an infant. I'm running with her back to the house. I'm not wearing underwear. I'm just like pajama pants. (laughs) And I'm just like, "Eh." I'm clutching her. And she starts to close her eyes. And I was like, oh my God. And I realized it's because the sun was in her eyes. Oh, (laughs) I run inside. I grab my purse and underwear. And I'm putting the, I take off my pants in the car while Noah's driving. And I'm putting my underwear on. I go, please drive carefully. I don't want to die without my pants on. Uh, And she was a beast on the people at the, it's the vet we've been going to forever. And they found there's a little stinger in her paw. She's okay now, but it was real scary for her. That is scary. Yeah. yeah. And some, some pets are very allergic. It can be really bad for them. That's what I said. But she's okay so now. Bad. Sweet girl. It's just she's your asleep. morning starts off. Let's have our iced coffees and walk. I was in a crop top. You're having a nice day. Yeah. I was. And then, so she's, and I thought, I thought, oh my God, we didn't do morning sweetness. Like I made her wait for her walk this morning. Like this can't be the last thing I, I think God. about her is that we didn't have morning sweetness. She's okay. Okay, okay. My bottom of the cup is I made a real grave error. In, um, I let my laundry build up to a real serious point uh, because to do laundry, I have to go downstairs. My whole apartment building shares like two machines. And yeah. Constantly be- every, apart- every studio apartment in my building has about 10 people living in it. So it's like hard to get a machine. There's a I coin shortage. I sent you a screen grab of, a, of an apartment the other day. That was way too expensive. That's why I said, is that for me? That's so expensive. I oh. can't afford that. Okay. I was like, does she think I can get that apartment? No. Okay. I don't know. But thank you. <laughs> it wasn't outrageous. Uh, it was, but okay. Was it? I have no idea what 
rent is. I haven't paid like, I know. a rent. Well, I had I I had a two bedroom apartment oh, my God. ten years ago that was nine hundred dollars. Oh my That's God, sad. is that your impression of me? <laughs> yes. I sound like my husband. That's not it. No. It was twelve hundred for two bedroom, two bath. I floor. pay more than that for a studio apartment in a cracker box. Well, you deserve so. it. You deserve that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I let it build up to a point that I was really dreading doing it. I was like, I can't. So I was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna use one of those codes for those online. They pick up your laundry and they do yeah. it for you. Oh. And I just gave them T-shirts. I was like, I'm not giving them my underwear. I don't know them. Yeah. I gave them two and a half garbage bags full. And I was like, okay, it's $2.25 a pound. So what? I'll spend like $40. I gave them what turned out to be 39 pounds of T-shirts <laughs> and spent $100. <laughs> what turned out to be a sentient being made of old T-shirts. Uh-huh. And so now I have a lot of clean T-shirts. I have to clean some others. Is that why you're wearing this this one? Because I never see you in that shirt. I cleaned. We I can't cleaned. mention the shirt because the person associated with the shirt was convicted, was was accused oh, of I raping someone. I was wearing that today. Uh, yeah, I cleaned all my, I was down to the dregs of my shirts. Oh, and man. so it was a lot more expensive than I thought. Not, not, they didn't screw me over. That was That's the, a fair price. That was the fair price. Man. But then I realized, I was like, I think I under-tipped th- in my thing. I, I tipped like, it was like, do you want to tip $5? Press press this or you can tip more. And I tipped five. Like, yeah, it's going to be like 40. I'm tipping five on the way there, five on the way back plus this. Sir. No, I, I under-tipped. Um, that's horrible you under especially <laughs> after the whole thing. I had a service rendered recently, several thousand dollars for something. And they did such a phenomenal job, this company, as they always do. Mm-hmm. And there was an, they hand you the thing. They're like, and they it's smart because it says, uh, would you like to add a tip? And instead of, it says the percentage, but under it, it's like good, great, outstanding. And they were outstanding. Ooh. So I clicked outstanding and they were like, oh my God, a $300 tip. Thank you so much. And I was like, fuck me. And I got to get a tax write off and everything. I didn't realize, I didn't do the math because they had done such a great job. Yeah. That's but actually that's a, a lot to do. That's a good idea, but it is tricky. <laughs> but I also, I okay, let it. me justify my $5 tip in that they're supposed to like bring you bags to get stuff in. So, so the person texts me is like, do you have your own bags? And I was like, no. And they're like, can you use garbage bags? And I'm like, okay. So I had to waste three garbage bags. Can I just say something? Yeah. First of all, someone should have, I'm sure that you reuse those. I don't know why you Well, so then when they brought it back, I was given two real bags. Okay, good. (laughs) The fact that you use a laundry service means you're moving up in the world. I'm never going to use it again. Well, you'll see because that shirt is going to turn into like a homuncula Frankenstein and all your laundry is going to revolt one day. (laughs) I used it once, never again. Folks, that's Ask Us Anything. Please continue to send us your questions, comments, and thank you for buying all the products that we talk about. We believe in these products. We use these products. And and you guys are great. Yeah, I've been having some nice okay. chats with the with the sponsors, and you guys are very supportive and cool, and we appreciate it. And I think a couple of you have asked me for an itemized list of everything we work with. Have not done that yet. Will we'll, we'll do that? You'll she'll do it. I don't care. And we really strive to. You know, we get a lot of pitches for a lot of products. We try mm-hmm. not to do. The same ones that everyone has. There are some products that just work that we like, but I don't bring you stuff that I would never use. No, you so, give a lot of no's. Yeah. You could be raking in just dollars and lying, and you really don't. Yeah. You want some butt cream? Check it out. Yeah. Kick it.
When Tillamook ice cream beckons you to the freezer aisle, which irresistibly creamy flavor do you choose? While you're thinking, try not to fuck up the glass. Tillamook ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.